Hey, welcome to the Impact Podcast by Youthopia. Join me in meeting the youth of Singapore who are making a positive impact to the world around them. So our guest for today is Ellie. She's the co-founder of Skills for Good, which is a one-stop skilled volunteer matching platform that matches skilled volunteers with social organisations that require these skills. So the platform was created during the circuit breaker period in 2020, when many volunteering organisations face difficulties having to adapt to the new digitalized way of life. So the demand for volunteers with niche skill sets is what led to the creation of Skills for Good. So hi Ellie, thanks for joining me today. I think you can start off with telling me a bit about yourself. Yeah, hi, my name is Ellie. I'm currently 22 this year. I'm also a student at Nanyang Technological University studying accountancy and business analytics. So I'm actually one of the co-founders of Skills for Good and I'm also head of business development in Skills for Good. Mm. So tell me a bit about Skills for Good. How did the concept come about and why was it established? Okay, so during Circuit Breaker, I co-founded a non-profit organization called Skills for Good along with some friends from NTU and SMU. So we actually started Skills for Good to help social organizations adapt to the new normal via digitalization. Uh, this was a significant problem for the social sector when my team spoke to an executive from Breast Cancer Foundation. She mentioned that many social organizations traditionally conducted physical activities like befriending and workshops. Mm. And with the circuit breaker and social distancing rules, this meant that a lot of their activities had to stop. At the same time, I realized that many of my friends had their internships cut short or cancelled. And they were actively looking for opportunities to hone their skills and spend their summer breaks meaningfully. So Skills for Good was founded to kill two birds with one stone and be a bridge of opportunities for passionate youths to give back to the community anytime, anywhere. Everyone has so much potential to contribute. So if we were to put our skills to great use uh, in the community, just think of all the good that we can create to do good by doing what we do best. If you're great at marketing, you should do that. If you're really good at coding, then code to your heart's content. That's our goal. We want to unlock everyone's potential for good by empowering them to bring their own special, unique skills to do good. Hmm. Cool. So it's very interesting because I think you don't often hear a lot of volunteering opportunities that are driven solely on like skills, right? You hear a lot mm-hmm. about, oh, go volunteer for like the old folks' home yeah. or like go and volunteer with like children yeah. and then, um, or like mentor, right? Mm-hmm. Like mentorship is a very popular form of volunteering. So, mm. I think it's very unique what you guys do. How does it differ from Mm. the more commonly known forms of volunteerism? Mm. So you're right. There are actually generally three forms of volunteering. Mm. So there's service, there's event-based, and recently, skills-based volunteering has become um, the in thing recently. Mm. So the difference between skills-based volunteering and other uh, forms of volunteering lies within the activities that the volunteers do. So traditional forms of volunteering usually revolves around, you know, like, organizing events, befriending and mentorship, while skills-based volunteering focuses on using the unique skill sets of a volunteer to help social organizations. It could range from creating marketing collaterals to raise awareness about an event, to making a website to promote a social organization or coming up with training materials for these organizations. So another difference between traditional forms of volunteering and skills-based volunteering is that help is channeled directly to service users However, skills-based volunteering directs assistance to social organisations instead so that they could better help their service users. So having the extra help for social organisations is something that is 
really very important for them because a lot of time and effort is being channeled to serve their service users. But not a lot of manpower and resources are being channeled to their supporting corporate functions. And this is a problem. So imagine a social organization is really good at what they do and they can provide top quality help to their service users. However, they don't have enough people in marketing to generate collaterals to promote awareness um, yeah, of their costs. They might wind up not being able to attract much needed uh, help like uh, volunteers and fundraise uh, money. So how skills-based volunteering help these social organizations is by ensuring their corporate functions, be it accounting, marketing, and technology, can support their efforts in doing good for their service users. Mm, cool. So it's, it's very interesting because, like you mentioned, I think like, the, I didn't know that there are three yeah. general types of yeah. volunteering, but <laughs> interesting to know. Mm. With skill-based volunteering, would you say that there has been a demand in, 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 in organizations that want this kind of volunteers? And what are some of the skills that are most in demand by these social organizations? Mm. Um, there has definitely been a growth in demand, especially after circuit breaker period, mm. because more of, most of them have to transition from physical to, um, to a bit digital platform. So definitely there has been a growth in demand. Uh, some of the skill sets that social organizations need the most now is um more short gap um more short term projects like marketing social media marketing, so basically helping them curate polls, creating static um posts or videos to uh, promote their causes or sharing some of the human stories of their beneficiaries and service users, yeah, to promote about what they do, yeah. So this is most of our projects center around marketing. Yep. Interesting. Is there a... Do you think there's a reason why this is so? Because you mentioned that... I mean, you mentioned that... Yeah, you're right, lah, right, right. During Circuit Breaker, a lot of the social organisations had to move to become like more digitalized. But mm. beyond that, is there like another reason why I guess like skill-based volunteering has become popular? For volunteers who are looking to do skills-based volunteering projects, there are actually a couple of reasons. So one of the more common reasons is um, during Circuit Breaker, a lot of them who were previously um, active volunteers in the mm. community, they couldn't really volunteer anymore because yep. physical events are cancelled, right? So basically, they turned to skills-based volunteering opportunities that Skills for Group provides uh, as a way to contribute to the society more meaningfully. Mm. Another reason could be um, students, you know, uh, who, are, who may not have been previously active in uh, volunteering in the social sector. They might have uh, saw skills-based volunteering as an opportunity to hone their skills while mm. at the same time do good for the community. So these are the two of the more common reasons why people take up skills-based volunteering. Mm. It's interesting. And is there any particular reason why social media marketing is so popular? Mm, I guess for social organisations now especially because most of them don't have a digital platform. They don't really promote their cause via social media. In the past, they usually do it via word of mouth or mm. events, large-scale events. And now they have to transition to moving online. So mm. right now, the need is to help them create these social media platforms and help them create this social media marketing content which they have never done before. So this is why there's a spark in, you know, the types of projects especially centered around social media marketing. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. So I think the question is with regards to like skill-based volunteering, mm. right? I would assume that it's meant to create high-value social impact for social organisations. Um, and I guess the question is, is it more 
effort intensive? And are there like higher barriers to entry compared to non-skill-based volunteering? Mm. Uh, well, I think for regular no- uh, volunteering, especially with non-profit organizations, uh, the barrier to entry is often time and commitment. So many social organizations that we worked with told us that um, they require volunteers to stay on for at least six months mm. or more because they've invested quite a bit of time to train them and also doing onboarding programs. Um, so this is quite different from skills-based volunteering. The barrier to entry for skills-based volunteering is often something different. So many people think that, you know, you require years of professional experience before you can engage in skills-based volunteering. Mm. But that's not the case because um, it's true that we require a certain prerequisite amount of skill set, but you don't have to do get that amount of skill set via professional um, working experience or internships. But instead, um, you know, there are def- different ways to beef up your experiences without... Um, yeah, there are, Sorry, there are different ways to beef up your experiences, such as um getting, such as participating in online lessons, mini projects, or doing more co-curricular activities in that area, or sign up with us and we'll staff you with a more senior skilled volunteer where you can learn on the job. Mm, yeah. Cool. So it sounds a bit like a win-win situation, yes, right? For correct. people who kind of want to improve their skill set, they have the access to somebody who is. I guess more experience yes. and then while doing good which is something that you mentioned as a yes. benefit of skill-based volunteering yes. just now, right? Yes. Interesting, very interesting. I think my question is then how did you did you and your co-founders, right? How, how does the mechanism behind Skills for Good work? Like how do you match volunteers with the respective social organisations? Okay, so basically how we select our volunteers is based on three criteria. Mm. So passion, competence and commitment. So definitely for skills-based volunteering projects, that requires a certain set level of prerequisite skills mm. before you can take on any um, project. Um, as for passion and co- commitment, basically we look at your past volunteering experience, mm. whether you have demonstrated that you have an interest in the social organisation or in a particular cause. Yeah, and whether you, know, you have the time needed to commit to a certain duration, maybe two months or three months for around like two to three hours per week to complete this project. Yeah. Mm, cool. So, on your end, mm. what are some of the most memorable experiences that you've had since you've established, you and your co-founders have established Skills for Good? So, I guess, um, to find, to define the most memorable experience, um, it can be really difficult. Mm. <laughs> but I guess I feel really fulfilled every time when I hear that um, our volunteers can go on to uh, have really enjoyed their skills-based volunteering projects and have went on to uh, volunteer more regularly. So, yeah, actually, we've actually spoken to a couple of volunteers and then they have feedback to us that, you know, Skills for Good has actually taught them that there are ways to contribute to society beyond traditional and event-based volunteering and that they are really encouraged by their impact of their work to continue volunteering with these organisations more regularly. And this is something that is... This is an experience that I really cherish and something that um, keeps me going in my work. Yeah. Mm, do you have a specific example? Or uh, We have one volunteer who actually volunteered for a fundraising event for Rich Community Services. So it was actually a two-weeks project mm. where she basically did some social media marketing to promote attendance for the virtual fundraiser that is happening on Facebook Live and basically provided some on the, uh, some on the day support for in terms of 
logistics and mm. social media marketing. Mm. So after this entire project, this two weeks project, it was such a short time, but we were very shocked to, to hear that the volunteer has actually started to volunteer more with rich community services mm. and became one of their regular volunteers. Mm. So this is really heartening to see because you know, we never expected that this short project could bring about so much impact to a volunteer and to an organization. Yeah, it's very interesting because my question, I think, on the idea of like uh, volunteering, right? And mm. I, it, it's 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 a use that you are talking about, right? Mm. I think there's this impression that youth in Singapore are very like individualistic and maybe not so bothered by like their social, the the, the social impact that they that's around them, mm. right? Like society at large. So. I guess it's this stereotype. I mean, the sh- the story that you shared mm. proves that this stereotype is sort of untrue. Is that right? And I guess on your end, mm. how do you guys attract youth to volunteer with you guys? Mm, I guess, as with most evaluation of people, you know, there always is a spectrum. Mm-hmm. So there are people that can be very passionate and there are people who never volunteer no matter what. Mm. So there's a bulk that is in the middle, just like the volunteer that I mentioned. You know, um, it might not be accurate to say that they don't volunteer previously because they have individualistic mindsets. Because youth nowadays, you know, we have many commitments beyond academic requirements. Mm. So many have to fulfill CCA responsibilities. And for uni and poly students, they have to do internships to make themselves more employable. And this might be the reason why sometimes they might be reluctant to pro- uh, to commit to long-term regular volunteering opportunities. So instead of simply saying that youths have to commit to fixed time of 3pm to 5pm every Wednesday for six months to a year in order to volunteer. So short-term and more project-based volunteering opportunities like skills-based volunteering might be a more suitable platform for youths to give back. And it's something that I think a lot of um, our friends, a lot of the youths uh, and volunteers that have volunteered with us, they have mentioned that this is something that drew them to volunteer skills for good. And you know, this is something that we at Skills for Good also believe very strongly in because um, I'm a uni student myself. So mm. I know how difficult it can be to carve out time for mm. something regular and permanent. So because our schedules often have a lot of moving parts. So our projects actually offer a lot of flexibility and focuses on project deliverables required by social organisations. And we work closely with our social organization partners and our volunteers to create a working style and schedule that is suitable for all parties involved. I think it's great that you brought up that point about you being a uni student and taking time out of your your regular mm. day-to-day activities to carve out time, you know, to to make space for volunteering, right? Mm. Because I remember when I was a uni student, I had no energy. Even though <laughs> I'm supposed to be most energetic, right? But it, it was... I mean, you're a student, you want to have fun, you know, yes. you... You want to play and yes. like it's very difficult to be like okay I was carve out a period of time to dedicate it to yes. volunteering. So mm. I think it's very interesting. How do you juggle all of this and how do you stay committed and motivated? Well, you know, in university there's something called the impossible trinity of university life. So you either choose between sleep, a good social life, and academics. So in this case, I wanted to prioritize academics plus being an active volunteer. So she so, doesn't sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you can guess what I gave up. <laughs> yeah. So okay. It was it was a really challenging thing, you know, ju- having to juggle everything at once. Mm. So aside from the heavy load of schoolwork, I had to balance other commitments. So I'm taking on a leadership role at NTU Welfare Services Club. 
And during the semester, I was also taking a part-time internship. And at the same time, I was learning a new language Yeah, during the weekends. So at the start, I was really quite overwhelmed. Gradually, I managed to cope with the work by time boxing items. So basically, it's to set aside a fixed amount of time to work on each and everything, mm. yeah, all my tasks. Mm. If I can't finish, then I'll move on with the next item and I'll get back to it once I'm done and I have more free time at the end of the day. So this has helped me to be a lot more productive. Yeah. Mm. Ellie, are you a type E individual? <laughs> I guess I am. <laughs> Cool. Okay, so it's really impressive because Skills for Good just started last year, but already it's you guys have engaged over 900 volunteers and launched over 71 projects, right? So tell me a bit about that journey and like were there any challenges along the way? Mm. I guess uh, the biggest challenge that we faced was at the start because we didn't have a lot of credibility. Mm. So at the start when we had no projects, it was really hard to get social organisations to believe in us and come aboard Skills for Good. So I'm the head of business development in Skills for Good and it's my job to get new clients and projects for the organisation. So needing to sell our first project to a new client with no past successes to show was really quite tough. Thankfully, I'm ha- I had a couple of close contacts that I built up over the years during volunteering and I managed to obtain the trust of our first few clients, Lakeside Family Services, uh, SG Exams and Breast Cancer Foundation to scope some projects with them. And um, because our, of the nature of our work as an intermediary, mm. so another big problem that we had was volunteer recruitment. Mm. So after we managed to secure our first few clients, we had to build a large and dependable uh, volunteer pool to participate in skills-based volunteering. So initially, we tried to recruit volunteers by relying on our network and social media marketing to get people who have experience in the social sector to join our projects. However, we soon realized that this method was not a very scalable one. And our volunteer pool was actually running dry. Mm. So thankfully, we managed to collaborate with some, a few of the officers in NTU, SMU and SUSS. And we were able to get quite a bit of help in blasting opportunities to the vast student communities in these schools. Within one week of launching our first batch of projects, we were able to amass a total of 200 passionate volunteers mm. who were willing and ready to contribute. Mm. Yeah, Cool. I have one last question for you before I yes. end of this conversation. So... Given that you and your team are advancing the concept of skill-based volunteering, how do you envision the future of like volunteering in general to be like in our society? So for the future of volunteering, I think that it's going to be less about um, focusing on when you do the volunteering, the time mm. and commitment, like regular volunteering. Now we are progressing into more project-based, uh, shorter-term volunteering where it gives people the flexibility to contribute you know, even when they, are, they have busy workloads. Yeah, so um, I think the future of volunteering is going to be a lot more skills-based volunteering-like. So that's something that we can look forward to. Mm. Sorry, I know I said one last question, but yep. I just have one last question for okay. you. <laughs> I think it's interesting because I think a lot of our youths um, out there today may be interested, like you said, right? Mm. But may not necessarily have the time to give away their six months like Mm-mm. that, right? So I guess what's one piece of encouragement or advice you'd give to somebody who's tuning in who might be interested in volunteering but not really sure where they wanna what they want to do and like how to get started. So I think that there are a lot of volunteering opportunities out there. You know, there's a lot of platforms like SG Cares where mm. you can um look for more regular volunteering opportunities or there's school volunteering opportunities. So what I did when I was younger mm. is um I just tried a diff- bunch of different causes 
you know, I went to volunteer for the children, for the environment, went for overseas CIP projects, which can be a bit tough now because of mm. COVID-19. Um, yeah, and I tried my hands on skills-based volunteering in university. So I guess only by trying, you get to see what are the causes that you are truly passionate about. It doesn't have to be a specific interest group if that is something, um, yeah, if, if you just want to help. So mm. for example, for me, I don't have a particular cause that I like to contribute to. Mm. It's just um, being on the path of advocacy and getting more people to do volunteerism. This is something that drives me. Mm. Yeah, and I think, you know, by trying and by experiencing different forms of volunteering, you can finally understand yourself better and know what's the best method for you to contribute. Mm. Yep. Thank you, Ellie, for sharing with everybody today on the idea of like skill-based volunteering. Mm. I think I've learned a lot. Um, the, the new way of creating like social impact mm. compared to the, I guess, like more common forms of volunteering. Mm. So I think if you guys, anybody who's tuning in would like to reach out to you, how can they find you? So you can actually reach out to us on our social media platforms. Uh, we have Instagram, Facebook and LinkedIn. And also, if you want to, you can look at our website, skillsforgood.org so, uh, to better understand what we do, some projects that are available and sign up to be a volunteer with us. Cool. I will just give you guys one more shout out. Your website is skills-for-good.org, right? Yes. Cool. Thanks a lot for joining us today, Ellie. Thank you. This show was brought to you by Youthtopia. This project showcases everyday Singaporeans that have made an impact in our society. Have someone in mind? Nominate that person at utopia.sg forward slash impact.